What are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. I'm almost 26 years old, and I live alone. Have no friends. Never been to a party. Cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in. Life is just really lonely. Just another holiday I'm by myself. You know one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're gonna be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO, okay? Potential? And all of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? Potential, but all of going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome back we in here monday if you missed everything on sunday we got the sound on monday we are back in here with the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Top of the morning to everyone. Hope everyone's safe. Hope everyone's doing well at their job right now, focusing on your career. So I could focus on my career. Go get your money. Go get your bag. Gotta get my bag and run. We are ready again for another show. This week, I'm going to try to, unless there's a story that jumps out at us, this week, we're going to try to stay on a, uh, on a theme here. And the theme is going to be the COPE strategy, all right? The COPE strategy. I was thinking early this morning. I mean, early this morning. You got to get up early in the morning to wake up and beat me. I was thinking, I was like, 
you know, us men, us men, we have a lot of strategies that we're trying to employ in order to get the best we can out of American women or the women that we're dealing with. And so we will come up with all kinds of schemes and strategies and hopes and copes in order to determine what's the best way to deal with women. Okay, because at the end of it, many of us would love to have a good relationship. But at the same time, with a lot of the things that are going on in this country, it is almost difficult. Now, statistically, I've broken it down how difficult it is for most people to get into a relationship. And I've also broken it down plenty of times of how difficult it is for people to keep a relationship. And if you ever want to challenge me on this one, I will ask you to go get a piece of paper. ASAPly, go get a piece of paper, write down all the people that you've been with, and then at the bottom, write down the people that you're with today. Most likely, you're at zero and you're an Owen. So uh, make no bones about it here. Relationships are difficult. They were never meant to be easy. And I think what happens is a lot of people assume that they're going to be easy. We assume that this is what we're supposed to do. And then you are surprised when there's all kind of conflict in your relationships, right? And so uh, a lot of people might think if you might be a lukewarm Christian or something like that, you might think that we were supposed to be here for someone else, right? You know what I mean? You might like, well, God made Adam and Eve and he, he didn't want Adam to be alone. So he made Eve and we're supposed to have someone. We need to have a soulmate. Well, if you believe in that, you're going to oftentimes try to fill that void with a woman. Now, some men have actually moved past that. Like, uh, I don't think we're naturally supposed to cohabitate. I don't think we're naturally supposed to be monogamous. And as such, they develop another strategy or they just go by themselves. They're like, look, man, I'll just do what I need to do in life. I don't need another person. Uh, maybe you do as a codependent individual, but I don't. I'm not as codependent. I enjoy my time. I enjoy my quiet time, my peace and quiet, right? And I'm not going to fall in love with the fantasy of things. So there's two different views just on that one. Now, with the fact that everything's difficult in our country with the statistics and relationships, and you can know the statistics and all of these things that we talk about, all of the natural talking points of the red pill sphere that we talk about all the time. Now, what tends to happen is people develop an alternative strategy on how they deal with women. Okay. And as such, people might think, well, I mean, if you don't like women, right, in a monogamous sense, why are you still dealing with them? And some people might say, well, deep down inside, you really want to be with a woman. And then another person say, well, naturally, we're born to want to spread our seed. All right. So I don't have to naturally want to be with the woman. I could just want to spread my seed or at least practice the act. So in this, in our sphere, we have what women don't have. Women haven't always an end game. All right. Men don't have an end game. All right. So women have an end game, which is to finesse the hell out of your ass. And that's you. Either by taking your money, energy, attention or time. All right. So that is their end game. Eventually, hopefully she would say, if, if I put in enough time and, and, and he puts in enough time, he'll marry me. That is an end game. Men don't have an end game. We have a game that's either going to revolve around. I mean, it, it's going to constantly uh, uh, require you to put in efforts. Right. You got to constantly require to put in efforts, unless you participate in the end game, which is marriage, all right? And so we'll talk about that, that coach strategy later on this week. But the rest of the strategies are actually ongoing, active um, tactics, coping strategies to get us to what we want. And that's in between women's legs, all right? So that's what we want. 
And we think as long as we have that and we bust a couple of nuts, roar, we bust a couple of nuts, then that's the end game. Okay. And so we're going to explore some of these copes and namely uh, some of the copes that we're going to explore this week is interracial dating, which is oftentimes the first thing that men go to when they start having problems or in the mating selection with women. All right. So when you get into the mating selection of women, one of the first copes is going to be the interracial relationships. All right. The interracial relationships. Okay. So um, let's start there. Let's start there. Then the next ones are going to be the traveling overseas. All right. So these are another idea that you travel overseas. Uh, pump and dump is going to be one of these hope cope strategies. Tricking, trick daddy, being a trick daddy is another one. All right. And so we're going to explore the ins and outs, the positive or negatives. And then the last one is going to be marriage in which people will really hope that they can get into marriage. But uh, statistically, most people never marry. Statistically, most men never get up in that bat. All right. But he might hinge on, hold on to that and say, I don't want to do the rest of these things because they require a lot of work. I'd rather just find another woman, a one woman, and then I don't have to work as hard. But he's going to find out you're going to work double, triple time. All right. So let's start with interracial relationships. All right. Or interracially. And uh, I'm going to start there because I do have a lot of experience. All right. <laughs> I do have a lot of experience in this category, which oddly enough, most men don't have a lot of experience, all right? They don't have a lot of experience here. And many times they are just dealing with, a lot of times they're dealing with, um, they're, they're, they're just assuming, all right? Or they make assumptions about you, or they will say your character is this uh, based on your decision to not date women your race, all right? So the solution is you're having problems with women in your race. So your next goal and this is oftentimes the first one you go to, your first one is to, I'm going to stop dating women in this particular racial category and go over here because it's better, all right? Because it's better. So we're gonna go over that. That's what we're gonna do today. All right, so now, with that being said, the disclaimer will have to go up and I'm gonna have to say this right now. I'm gonna have to say this right now because we are gonna talk about certain generalizations along the way. Now, I know already people are going to say well not me and that doesn't happen to me and that doesn't always apply and not all the time <sighs> come on man i mean please don't do that to me today these are going to be very much sweeping generalizations but overwhelmingly you know most of these generalization generalizations are mostly true i know it's not you i know it's not these types and i know it's not the ones in the east coast and some in the west coast these are the ones I know everybody's going to say all of these things, so just save it, all right? It's similar to when women say, well, not all women. That's what you're going to sound like. I'm just letting you know. You're going to sound like the women that come in here and say, well, I don't put my husband through these things. I give my husband sex on demand. That's what you're going to sound like, okay? I'm just letting you guys know. So before you do that, just know that these are going to be generalization, okay? So but with that being said, these things are said in humor. These things are said in humor. And with the constant, you know, I heard Nicki Minaj is going in on the black manosphere and certain content creators for downing black women. And particularly, I've never gotten into downing black women. I don't think there's any point in doing it. The target is just too damn easy. All right. And I often find it interesting that it typically are the black men who do the most, quote unquote, videos related to black women specifically 
they're also the ones that will call you a sellout if you date outside your race. And then I go like this. I go. Okay. So as I'm watching certain content creators, and I do have to stare Martin Lutherly at that one too. I do have to stand, stare Martin Lutherly. The guys who make the most content, because I don't make content specifically about black women. All right. So whatever Nicki Minaj is talking about, it don't apply to me. All right. But I do have my preferences. <laughs> I do have my preferences. But the guys who are always talking about black women the most in their podcasts and their channels also are the ones that are like pro-black. You can't date anybody but black. And if you date anybody outside of black women, you ain't black. All right. I'll be like, I'll be sitting there like. <laughs> looking like Uncle Ruck is shuffling already. But we're not just going to talk about black men. We're going to talk about black uh, women of other races and, and men of other races. All right. And before we get started with the Super Chats, let's shuffle our way into this show. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Let's get into the show. We got some Super Chats to acknowledge. Warhammer says men who run their lives based on emotion and violence are not to be trusted. Men who worry about other men is suspect to me, he says. But anyway, <laughs> I got you in the building, man. Oh, my God. What is going on with the what, what is going on with your hey, hey, Brian, what you got, brother? What's going on over there? Hey, Brian, Horsley is on with the super duper sponsorship. Good Lord on the cash app. You don't see it, man. He says, uh, can you do some disagreement call in shows? All right. I saw a couple people doing some disagreement call in shows. Um, every time I do that, every time I do that, uh, what tends to happen is um, nobody calls to disagree. <laughs> All right. I've done a couple. This is your chance to go in on coach and nobody goes in. The whole show is people um, uh, big up at me. Shout out to XL Pro Services on the cash app as well. Thank you, sir. He says, coach gang uh, building winners. That's what we're doing over here. Okay. Shout out to Elijah Bryant. I don't even read the titles anymore. I just clicked the video. Shout out to the coach gang. I appreciate that one. Hey, man, that's what I hope you do. Just come on in, man. We just going to have a good time. Uh, we just going to have a good time. That's what we're doing here. Ricky Webster says, I love my coach and also my coach gang. French toast props do. Thank you for being here again. Edward Harvey said, coach, our rich journey on YouTube. Great channel. Goes along with the blue chip mindset series. All right, I'll check them out, too um over on the tube i'm think i'm thinking of you know i woke up really motivated today man i'm telling you i'm talking about 1 30 in the morning i've been up i'm gonna have a big old crash out all right so um um what do you call it i um i am motivated to do a, a lot more content on my other channels and all that all of that and so um i will look for some inspiration over there simon small he says monday tuition shout out to the coach gang we in here Robert Moreno, morning to the GOAT, getting my dope daily dose of RP today. And shout out to everybody of all coach, uh, all coaches. Um, you know, some people are going to get hit today. You're going to get hit today. Triggerverse says, sad news, coach. Wrestler Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, is being taken off life support. Man, I'll tell you, man. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan all of my life, pro wrestling. Remember Scott Hall coming up in the AWA? 
Big Scott Hall. That's just unfortunate, man. He went in for a hip surgery. He went in for a hip surgery. A blood clot got loose or it moved around, skipped around, and already, man, dang, I tell you, man. Rest in, well, not rest in peace, but essentially rest in peace to Scott Hall. Too sweet, all right? Appreciate that, man. Raul Man says, Black men, please stop dating big ex-exes. My cousin Francisco needs papers, all right? Oh, man. Oh, man, that is an interesting dynamic there, but that one's not going to happen, Raul, because because of what we're going to talk about later. All right, uh, shout out to Eddie. He says, uh, I got finessed out of 350 last Saturday by two ladies in the community. I didn't listen to my gut feeling and still went. Give me the buzzer. Think with your big head instead of your little one. How did that happen? What happened? That's interesting. Oh, man, you got finessed already like that. DT, the modern relationship norm has changed, and a lot of men are pretending it has. it hasn't. Pretending it hasn't, I don't know what it hasn't of cognitive dissonance. I'm not sure what the end there, but a lot of men are, let's just say a lot of men are pretending for sure. All right. Uh, Abby Santi says, salute CGA and the gang. Always keeping it 100 is what men need to hear to pop their hope balloons. <laughs> We're going to pop your hopium balloon today. And Raul says, what did you say? You said another super chat but I can't quite see what it says on my screen. Oh, there it is. Shout out to Sizzo and the rest of my blue chip uh, familia in the coach gang. Shout out to everybody in the blue chip mindset group and the money mindset group on Sundays. We in here, we'll have a money mind. We'll have a blue chip uh, stream later. So let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Okay, first things first, interracial relationships. Uh, one of the things I just talked about, a lot of people that are against interracial interracial relationships tend to also uh, be those who struggle with dating women in their race as well. All right. So like I said, a lot of people will complain about certain women in their race, but they're totally incapable of dating outside their race. Nobody in the world would actually want them outside their race. So they're actually in a catch 22. They're quite, they're caught in a quite a conundrum. All right. They have no ability to go to the other side, but they, they're stuck over here. This is why they are always making content specifically about a certain group of people. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian. Your name is Five Dog from the Zulu Nation. But most people are inexperienced with it. And just to say, most people, men or women, probably won't, won't interracially date at all, all right? I would venture to say, if you took a group of women, all right, uh, from a certain race, I would venture to say some 80%, maybe 70%, will never date outside of their race. Never, all right? I mean, it might not ever cross their mind until the situation presents itself. Maybe they had some fun in a dorm one time, all right? Those times are changing as we go through generations, but the generations before Generation Z, most women that probably will never, you will probably never catch uh, certain women never even running no salami from another race. That ain't even an option for them. It's not even an option. So let's just get that straight. But one of the first coats is, hey, the women in my race are bad. They're all spoiled. Let's go over here. And these girls are better. And what they'll do is they'll compare characteristics from one to the other. And they'll say, these girls have all good characteristics because I've been dealing with them. And it's great over here now. And I should have went over here a long time ago. But the girls that I grew up with in my community, in my community, in my community, they're all trash, right? And so they'll trash the other one right here. All right. 
And then what it basically is a sign of is that they don't have experience at all. All right. And so they went over here with their first pog. You got your first Ling Ling. All right. And they and, and, and they you you went to Taiwan and then she tried she followed you around and she was very feminine and she she just she just turned on a lot of things that you never actually felt from your own women. But when I hear this, white women are better than black women. All right. Asian women are better than white women. When I hear this, it tells me that there's a lack of experience if you got to vocalize it. But men who are experienced know this. Men who are experienced know this. There's going to be a bag of dung, poop, dog shit, in dealing with every type of race of women. You just got to pick your poison. You got to pick your poison. One's not better than the other, but you're going to get something different from each. But you're also going to have to give up something on return. It's not going to be a freebie. You're going to have to give up something that you can necessarily not do over here. For instance, and we're going to go into specific races. For instance, you can get away with thugging over here, but you can't get away with thugging over there. All right. You know what I mean? You might have to pick up a couple of golf clubs when you go over here. You might have to go over to the dim sum and then throw down and you got to take off the bandana. But you can drop you can you can wear your pants around your ankles around the Martin Luther King section like you can get away with that. You can get away with just speaking, you know, uh, you know, speaking uh, slang, certain slang. Well, when you get around this group of people, I mean, the slang ain't going to work the same. So you got to give up a little bit of something in order to go over there. You can't just go over there as you were. And you typically see this, and particularly when women date and they go over to the other side. They have to give up a little something of themselves. They have to give up that strong and independent act if they're a black woman and they go date white men. They have to give it up. Can't play that. Can't play that role. Now, if you date an Asian or a Middle Eastern guy, maybe you can hold on to it a little bit longer. But if you go over to white guys, you got to throw that away. You got to flush down the toilet. It's not going to fly over there. And so um, people have been pointing these things out for a long time that you got to give up something. Yeah, you're going to get something that you're not getting over here. Yes, but you got to give up something as well. And it ain't a free, fair exchange. There's certain things you're going to have to deal with um, that you wouldn't have even dealt with over here. So it's almost not an equal exchange. So let's do this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the pitfalls. Let's talk about the pitfalls. Um, oftentimes, and not always, and remember, if you're just joining me right now, we're speaking generally. This is not specifically. I don't see you on the other side sitting there with your interracial date. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what stereotypes. I don't know anything. I'm, I don't know what you got going on there. I'm speaking generally, so this might not apply to you, but my, it probably does, and you're, you're trying to uh, you know play a game. Well, coach, this doesn't happen to me, and this is not true, and not in my case, and this not all, and not all, this is what you're going to do, all right? And so instead of doing that, hit the like button. Here we go. Already, somebody delete this fool, Damon Lewis, and, and block his ass, all right? Because first of all, he came in and disagreed. And he did exactly what I told you not to do. He did exactly what I told you not to do. He came in and disagreed, and I'm going to block his ass from today's st story. Okay? Not, and then he typed all caps. So do not do that. Put your money where your mouth is. 
If you have a disagreement and you need to type in all caps, that means you need to super chat. Do not come here to yell at me. So let's go back to what I'm talking about here. Delete that Mitch. I don't have time for Mitches. Okay. Do not come in here and protect your queen. <laughs> Emotional ass dude. Wrong. And I'm going to tell you. See, first of all, <laughs> first of all, people have to understand that class has to do with a lot of this. All right. So a lot of times people will drum up, they will come up to conclusions based on how a person acts. And they'll basically not consider their class. And they'll say, well, black women act like this and white women act like this and Asian women act like this and Latino women act like this. Well, if you introduce class into the argument, then that's a whole different argument. So a black woman could be watching a content creator talk about them and they say, that doesn't apply to me. I grew up bougie. I grew up middle class. I grew up rich and wealthy. I grew up in a two-parent household. So then it overwhelmingly does not apply to them. So I'm a major classist. I am a classist for sure. And I'm a bunch of ist and isms as well. All right. So I will admit what I am. And it's going to be hard to change me. I'm just letting you know. But class does determine a lot of this. Unfortunately, most of America is not an elite, an elite class. Most of you aren't wealthy. Most of you didn't grow up in suburbs. Most of you aren't bougie. Most of you are knuckle draggers, ham and eggers, clock punchers, and sheeple all right and then also middle class people and etc so let's just get it that out the way right now i don't want to hear about you grew up in a two-parent household and your dad was an executive at xerox and then your mom was a super duper super mom stay-at-home mom and you're a black woman all right that's that, listen that is basically going to be the exception of the rule so let's go to the pitfalls especially when men use this as a cope initially their choice in women from leaving one group of women to another is they usually take the leftovers that the race of men that they're going into their territory would not even accept. Okay. Okay. So let me just repeat that. So you guys have clarity here. When you say initially as a cope, I'm not going to date women in my race. Typically, you'll find a race of women to go to, and then what you'll do is you'll start feeding on the leftovers of said race. You don't go in on the top of the elite, mean, uh, specifically because many times the top elite people almost align with their own race. They rarely ever step outside of that boundary. So it's going to be difficult when you don't even understand the culture. You're fascinated because this person is not the person of another race, but this person is super duper open to you because you are that race. So you fit into some sort of stereotype that they're looking for. And then you, they made it easy for you. They may have been struggling with their race of men, or they might be looking for something else than their race of men. They might not want to go to the country club. They might not want to go to college. They might be a Walmart checkout girl. Okay. And she's from the George W. Bush community. She has no chance at the upper crust of the white men in her area. So what does she have left? She has other men to pick from. Now, where's the second mistake that you make here? The second mistake is when you start your initial descent or ascent into interracial dating, what you will tend to do, 
not always, but what you will tend to do because you don't understand the culture is you tend to select women from that other race that look or resemble or act like the women from your race. Let's go ahead and give you the, the, the price is wrong on that one. Let me explain that again. So what you do is, in order to relate swiftly and not change anything about yourself, you tend to find women on the other side of the tracks that look slightly different from the women that you're doing uh, dating in, in your side, and then you'll go over there and date the exact same carbon copy, attitude, behavior, culture, music. They relate to you because... They are very similar in characteristics to the women you're trying to avoid. Okay. So for instance, pogs. All right. Pogs by definition are women that basically are the lighter complected version of black women. I mean, not necessarily, but pretty much. For all intents and purposes, pogs are not highly selected by white men. In general, remember, we're saying in general. If you took a group of suburban white guys, which would be considered the elite in the white category, and you said, pick your woman, highly unlikely they would pick a pog. However, if another man, a Latino guy, a black guy, an Asian guy came over to white women, they probably would select the pog, all right? They would select the Pog. Now, the Pog does have no chance. Boom, Quisha, <laughs> she has no chance of getting in the upper crust of society. She's all but given up. So she somehow adopted the characteristics of a different culture. She might look like uh, an essay gangbanger. She might relate to that. She might relate to black men. She might relate to Asian men. All right. She might relate to some other type of men other than the men she cannot qualify for. So in essence, she draws your attention, especially early on in your dating. And then what you'll, she'll do is adopt the characteristics that she knows you'll like, and it'll be an easy transition. You'll just go over from here to here. Now, this will draw the ire of women in your race, and they'll say, well, if you were going to do that, why didn't you just stay over here? Well, that's not a good argument either. All right. That's not a good argument either from the women's side. It's because, well, what's the difference between a big overweight woman over here and a big overweight woman over here? Nothing. All right. So it was a equal or unilateral move. He got nothing. He not, got nothing better uh, going over here. He did. He think he's doing, but he, he got very little better. He might have got up, leveled up just a tad bit, but he probably lost out. He would have lost out the same over on this side. So we got the leftovers. We got the gorditas. We got a lot of women that probably probably aren't satisfied with the men on their side or they're not satisfied. They're not getting the high selected men on their side. And so they will adopt characteristics that are going to qualify them for men over here. And this is where you're going to make another mistake. This is where you're going to make another mistake. Okay. You're going to tend to overvalue that person what you'll do is you'll start calling them nicknames that symbolize some sort of 
high achievement or status trophyism, if you will. So when you go over there and you catch you a pog, when you go over there and you catch you a gordita, you will tend to, you're my queen. When you just left so-called queens over here. And then you'll go over here to someone who is lower on the rung of their own people. And then you'll call them snow bunnies. I caught me a snow bunny. You didn't catch a damn thing. <laughs> right? You didn't catch no snow bunny. All right? That's no cow. That's no bunny was just sitting out there for the be caught. All right? That's no bunny was left outside. That's nobody in her area had no chance. A coyote was going to get that snow bunny. Okay? <laughs> so what you will do is, even if you get someone who you would call a plain Jane, which I'm a fan of plain Janes all across the board. I don't care what race you are. What you will do is you'll get a plain Jane and she might have the characteristics of a highly attractive woman, but she's the middle of the road and you think you got a trophy. And she'll be a flat back at iron board, long stringy hair, plain Jane. She'll be a long flat back at iron board, uh, Ling Ling. She'll be, she'll be nothing to write home about but you'll overly pedestalize this person. You'll overly pedestalize this person. And sometimes it's a turn off for her. And sometimes it's a turn on. See, sometimes women, as one thing that men don't understand about when they date interracially is that, that women on, especially the white and Asian sides, they're overly insecure as opposed to on the black and Latina side, they tend to be overly secure. No matter what they look like, they don't have an insecurity issue that is going to be overt. A lot of their in, in, insecurity is covert, all right? Whereas Ling Ling and Becky they're, or Kaylee, their insecurities are overt. Why? Why, you ask? Because there's a lot of them either on the white side or a lot of them look like her or they're always reaching for the top guys in the world, or at least in the United States, they're always reaching for the top guys. On the other side, typically the lighter shade of brown and the darker shade of brown, they're rarely ever competing for the top guys in society. However, they will talk about they're a queen, they're beautiful, they're gorgeous with all the hips and big bones. and They're overly secure in public and you're like wait a minute you can't even get the top tier men in your own race let alone men of other races what makes you so secure and it's interesting because they have to play this up because oftentimes men of their own races pedestalize these women over here and they oftentimes are the least secure so let's talk about this let's get into these pitfalls right here spitball pitfalls See, see this, this Mitch right here. I'm going to, I'm going to listen. He didn't listen. He says, are you serious? Latina women are not insecure. I put them in the secure category. So you're blocked. You're blocked. You don't listen. You're hot. You're hidden from the channel. You don't listen. I said, Latina women are in the secure and they rarely compete for high level men. See, when you disagree with me, you must first clean the wax out of your ears. Do not come in here and disagree with me today. 
I'm going to delete your ass if I happen to glance over there and catch the comment. Okay, first of all, listen. And this is men's problem. You don't even listen. Your problem is you don't listen. And this is why you have problems in this world. Get your ass out of here. Okay? Listen first. Do not come in here. Are you serious? And this is not true. Oh, my God. Okay? You got it? Got it. All right? Before you open your mouth and say, I'm wrong and you disagree, you better make sure you're on point and you better super chat it or I'm going to delete your ass from the channel. I'm not playing games. All right? I'm not playing games with you goofball Mitches today. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> First of all, he was absolutely wrong at that. You were absolutely wrong in your disagreement. You didn't even listen. My gosh. All right, so now let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. All right. Here's the next thing that's going to happen. Okay. If this is when you first initially go over there, what will happen is you will, in essence, have to honor their culture and you will totally honor their culture with the full respect of going over there because you know you're going into their culture. So if you start dating from the Ling Ling, if you start dating uh, Monica and Veronica, if you go over there and you start dating Becky and Kaylee, when your ass go over there, you're going to go with the full complement and armors and, and ammunitions or munitions of full respect when you go over there. You're not going to go over there and disrespect what's going on over there. If you do, your ass know you're going to get thrown out. So you'll go over there. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, I watched the PGA Tour. Yes, I like dim sum. Yes, I like... uh. Yes, I like some um, chimichangas, whatever you want. You're going to say yes. Chimichangas, yes. Guacamole, yes. Sour cream, yes. You're going to go over there, not. Mm. All right? If you're a white guy, you're going to overwhelmingly start eating a bunch of noodles. You're going to be like, I, I like noodles, whatever. All right? You're going to bow down to their culture. On the opposite side, you're probably going to get a lot of disrespect of your culture. Why is that? Well, because that's what you led with. You went over there and disrespected your culture half the time by pedestalizing someone that wasn't even competing for the top tier men on their side. And you went over there every day and you told how well this woman is and how great she is and how much of a queen she is and how much of a princess she is. You went over there and you pedestalized her. So she has you have no respect for your own culture. Why should she? Why should she? And so anything when it comes up to what your culture is, and particularly for black men, they're not going to even have it. They're not even going to have it. They're like, oh, who cares? All right, who cares? You don't even like your own culture for the most part. All right, you're over here with me. You're over here with the leftovers. Anytime it comes up, if you're a black guy, oh, well, we need to respect Kwanzaa. We need to, uh, uh, and she's going to be like, Kwanzaa? You over here dating me, a big old mud shark over here. Why, why you want to do Kwanzaa? Oh, you pro-black all of a sudden. All right, so they're really probably not going to respect your culture as you will with the full respect of their culture, okay? The next thing is, typically, generally, your family will probably be, your, your family probably will be a little more accepting of her 
as opposed to her family being a little less accepting or respecting of you. So this is in general. Unless you're lingling a female and you bring in a white male, all right? That would be probably the only uh, exception to this rule. But you're going to have an uphill battle with her family, and it's not just because of the race. They're overly protective because that's their daughter, all right? So they are already up in arms about who her daughter has selected. Now, when you got to go in there and you weren't what they imagined, her parents imagined, little linglings running around the house, little kids pitter-pattering of feet, and they all look like, you know, they they all look the same. <laughs> you know, uh, white parents imagine their white daughter and and little, uh, you know, um, what do they call it? Little toe heads, little uh, blonde, fair hair, blue-eyed kids. That's what they imagined, and then you showed up, okay? You know, the abuela imagined all of her grandkids not looking mixed, looking all the same, looking like her and her granddaddy, her her and her dad, her family. And then you showed up. So you guys got to understand, you've thrown the family legacy time, space-time continue, continuum off, and you came over there. So you better bow down and, and respect the culture. And then, on the other hand, you better understand that her family is not going to accept you most likely with open arms. All right. When your kids all get together for family picture and the abuela says, all right, get all the grandkids together. And then your kids come over and they're the mixed kids sticking out like a sore thumb and they put them to the side of the picture. <laughs> all right. And uh, we love you, too. You know what I mean? They don't know how to deal with it. They didn't prepare themselves to deal with it. So this is a considerable hit. And just so we know, this has been happening over a long time in our world. All right, so the last thing is on this pitfalls, and we'll do the Super Chats, and we'll play a little game. Her family will take priority. Her family will take priority. Now, this doesn't matter in interracial relationships or not. Most of the time, her family's going to take priority. So you're going to have to go above and beyond with her family, no matter what the race is. But then when you throw a race in there, her family is going to spite you significantly if you pull their daughter away from the family, her family. So they're already overly protective. If you pull the daughter away and they don't have access to the kids and they're always around your family, all right, they're going to be hot and disgusted. All right. So it's going to be a very uphill battle, no matter who, no matter if you go over there, black, white, Puerto Rican or Asian. OK, if you mess up. If you mess up, it's going to be problematic. All right. So before we get into all the bags of stuff, we're going to go through by race by race again. If you're squeamish, if you're squeamish and you can't stand generalizations and you're going to come, you're wrong. All right. Listen, I'm not wrong. I'm absolutely right. I'm wrong about you. All right. You specifically, but I don't know you specifically. We're going to talk generally and generally I'm right. Okay. Now we're going to talk about that after this uh, break here, but let's do the super chats. And if you do want, not want to continue this show and you're going to think that this is harmful and all of that stuff, just go ahead and leave right now. All right. So let's see here. Let's go into these super chats. Hey, where are we at? Where are we at? <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to uh, 
Philly bags. He says, nobody really talks about this regarding the community. Many men don't find sisters as attractive as the Maria Beckys and Sue Young's thoughts. Well, again, I think preference is different than what we're talking about here. All right. So you might have a preference. Say, for instance, see me, I, I went to all suburban schools. All right. Even though in my elementary school years, for most of those years, I lived in the inner city, but I was a bus student in the Midwest. And then when I moved to the West Coast, I went into the South Bay, which was generally mixed. We had every culture there, all right, uh, in Southern California. Everybody was there. We had Tongan, Samoan, Mexican, all kind of, all, all Central Americans, all of them, all right? This is when I learned about what a uh, difference between a Mexican and other people, Honduran and Guatemala and all of them stuff, all right? Um, we had all of those there, whites. I mean, we were totally mixed in Hawthorne, all right? And so then I moved to Thousand Oaks area, all right, which was majority white, like 90% white, all right? So I grew up very multicultural. The first girl I, the first two girls that I messed with when I was coming up from fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade was um, a Mexican girl and a white girl. And there were black girls around. So this is what, this is kind of what I've been growing up with all my life, right? Uh, with that being said, preference is another thing. So if you have a preference for a group of people simply because you've been around them, you've been exposed to them, you understand them, you relate to them, it's not that you don't like black women. And this is what people who don't have interracial relationship experience don't understand. They will say, well, you don't like black women. No, not necessarily. I have a preference for this group of people because I'm around them. You might grow up in, like I said, in a multicultural melting pot. But if you didn't grow up in a multicultural melting pot, you don't understand. I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. I remember our time. I heard one of my relatives, and I ain't throwing them under the bus, tell me that a certain race of people had tails. Like they had a tail like a dog. <laughs> right? Now, I know this person hasn't grown up around many white people. Well, there's the there's the answer. They said white people. All right. They haven't grown up around many of them to know if they had a tail. But they were showing me pictures of them with tails. And I'm sitting there like, OK. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I've been around. I've been around the white body. I haven't seen one with a tail yet or I haven't seen one with an amputated tail or nothing. <laughs> I haven't seen one. I've been around a, white, a lot of white bodies. I mean, I've looked. I've looked for tails. So typically what happens is men that gr don't grow up in a multicultural melting pot will get this information early or they won't have the experience. And then they'll come out here and they won't have a preference. They're basically replacing what they don't like and say, I don't like these group of women. I'm going to go over here with less of experience. So anyway. <laughs> I tell you, man, I tell, I tell you, I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. <laughs> the white people are like, hey, man, I, hey, don't, don't talk about my tail. Yeah, like the John Costanza tail. I mean, the George Costanza tail in Shallow Hell. Yeah, that's basically like, a, like, like, so anyway. So anyway, I mean, this is the type of stuff you hear when people don't have experience with other cultures. All right, so I, for instance, grew up multicultural all my life. I mean, if you look at all my school pictures, 
I'm very one of few many of uh, uh, one of few blacks in any of my school pictures. All right. Except maybe sit maybe seventh and eighth grade. Maybe ninth, seven, eight, ninth. But other than that, you know, seven, eight, ninth was very much multicultural. Hawthorne High School. Shout out to the Cougars out there. All right. But I only was there for a year. So um, being that I've been exposed to much, then you can develop a preference. Preference is different than saying I don't like a group of people. That's the difference. I think that's the difference. So um, that's what I would say. You're just attracted to a preferred group of people that you've been exposed to. All right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Raul says we smoking that David Lewis pack. (laughs) He got smoked. He got smoked. All right. He was like, well, Oh, no, man. I don't get it, man. The Black Blur says, but coach, didn't you say in the next 20 or so years, the new African-Americans will look like Drake and Patrick Mahomes? So, um, yeah, they, they're going to look like that. So we're seeing a lot of people doing crossing over. But I think also the birth rate has something to do with that, too. So let me show you a statistic related to that, um, related to that, just to show you where the birth rate's going in the next, I think, by 2060. And I've showed this before. So this is the racial breakdown um, of the total population as of 2019 here. And then as of 2060, as you can see, white, um, the classification of race, white, will go down significantly. All right. And this is because whites aren't having babies. Uh, the few of them that that do mix uh, interracially, I don't think it's enough to skew the statistics all the way. But there is a significant a group of people then in the past that have had dated interracially in the white community, it's still 85% that don't, but that's going to take their numbers all the way down. White, white people aren't having enough babies. They're the lowest uh, of this birth rate, but then look at Hispanics right here. Look at Hispanic Latino. They go from 18% to almost 30%. This is all projected. And so this is the result also of feminism waiting too late. I think white women can't afford to wait late in their lives like 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 Latina and black women are doing. They'll, Latina and black women will say, I'll wait until I'm 38. I don't think white women can afford to do that. Like health-wise and in and, and times of like keeping babies like that, they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to do that. So I could focus on my career. And so if they miss the window, they miss the window. Um, so, but look at the black statistics, you're getting a little bit of a rise here and Asians, you're getting a doubling, you're getting a double up and then Ukrainians down here. Right. So, um, yeah. So if you look at the selection and how people, uh, migrate, you're going to have a lot of interracial mixing here. And I think the people who are going to do less interracial mixing are going to be elite high level people and lower level people. They're going to do none. I mean, again, if you're growing up in the area and all you see are a certain group of people, what's the likelihood that you will interracially date or interracially procreate? Very slim. And you'll still hold on to the fact that certain people shouldn't date outside their race. I'm like, you're going to be like a, you're going to sound like Fred Flintstone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're going to, you're going to sound really odd in 2060 trying to hold on to that. All right. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's oddly enough, I will add to that, the new African-Americans, the Drakes and the Patrick Mahomes will be a result of black men moving into an elite class and being selected by a leader class of white and Latina and Asian women. 
So that also can happen there. All right, uh, DGC more blessing CGA. Shout out to the free agents and shout out to the junior college from sleeping. All right, interracially definitely, uh, interracial definitely gives you more options. So it does give you more options. I think um, uh, I, I've heard I've heard that black women typically won't date interracially, which is going to be problematic for them. I think that's problematic. I'm I don't have a problem with interracial dating at all. I don't see it as a solution for you. We'll go over that. But I don't see you. I don't see a problem with anybody going over there and say, I'll, I'll try these people out. Go ahead. All right. We're all here. We got the same equipment, farm equipment. <laughs> all right. It is what it is. ACDC says, uh, wrong back. They ling ling got that blurry 240 piece leave. Oh, boy. All right. Enjoy. Trigger verse the coach, gang, family. Uh, the coach gang's favorite hillbilly, Brittany Matthews, got married. And that wedding dress is a 304 extreme. Patrick, hold that L. What happened now? Oh, my goodness. I know they got married, but let me see her wedding dress. He is a hillbilly, huh? Let's see here. Again, there's class two. Oh, here it is. Brittany went uh, wedding dress. Let's see what it is here. A Versace wedding dress. I'm trying to pull it. Oh, I see. I see what she's doing there. I see what she did there. So there it is right there. So she it's less of a very less of a virginous wedding dress. But um this dress is um I think this is um I don't know if you know this is like a sheer paneling. I don't think that's her skin. It might be her skin. She got the Kardashian makeup kit on. You know the Kardashian look. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Super Chats. She called him the favorite hillbilly. Um, yeah, she's very much a very, um, I would describe her as she comes off looks wise as she would be refined, but she is, she's pretty much a hillbilly. I mean, just speaking. <laughs> All right. Revy Bennett says, Tom Brady said, F those kids and guys, relationships are only for women in these times. Women want you to provide and listen to their feelings. L-O-L. So Tom Brady did that. I'm going to do a video on my sports channel because I did a couple of videos on Tom Brady retiring because of his wife. And um, his wife, he did it two months. He gave her what she wanted. And it wasn't probably what she thought she was going to get. I'm not happy. And he went back. <laughs> all right. Shout out to him. Reality First says, I got a thing for Blasians and Latinas. All right. Is it a thing or is it a fetish? What is it? It could be a fetish. All right, shout out to you. I don't know, man, but everybody has their thing. It's all good. Zane Warren says, Coach, five million to smash Lizzo. You going to do it? Hell, five mil? Yes. <laughs> I'll do it once. Our brand says, Mother of my two kids is black and white. Can't call her a Karen, but the way she did me in family court, she definitely a Sharon. <laughs> so you, the white side came out. <laughs> Oh man, uh, you know, you know, it's funny. That that's pretty funny. So she did you wrong. She a Sharon, she a Shanika and a Karen together. All right, she a Britney Renner. Speaking my mind says, fellas, start stacking silver and gold. Russia pulling a move. Check the news. What did they pull? I gotta check the news. I've been out of the loop there. Crease man, Texas. They're all peak on the inside and same BS at the EOD. Is that the Equal Opportunity Department? I'm not sure what that is, but yeah. 
it is it, it is what it is all right no internet says damn just got on i need to bookmark this cga is heated <laughs> dudes in here you're wrong patrick mahone ricky bobby says patrick mahomes got married this weekend he is finished he's done so and last one Raul says uh oh last two Raul says we smoking on every hater today if you're a hater your mom doesn't love you you can hate and listen there's a disagreement but do not just put you're wrong I know I'm not wrong, all right? So do not start off that way. You're going to get deleted. You can say I disagree because it doesn't apply to my situation, and then you can explain yourself. But I am not wrong, all right? There's not a wrong statement that I made. I'm making a factual statement. It might not apply to you. That's okay. But we can disagree. Oh, at the end of the day, we can disagree on your scenario. We can certainly do that, but do not come in here with that bullshit. You're going to get blown. All right. They go and they coming out quick. Who sniped KT King sniped your ass quick. All right. The black blur coach. What about Kamala Harris? She's black. Nope. And her husband is white and he doesn't have to honor black culture. Well, Kamala Harris is not black. Okay. She's not black. Kamala Harris is not black. She's not even African-American. Okay, she's not even close to either one of those. So uh, what she is, is she's a mix of a lot of things, but she's primarily Indian, probably to, to the tune of 98 percent. All right. Whatever left that she got that she can look black. I don't know if you've been around Indian women. But Indian women do have characteristics, a lot of. People have characteristics of what will be termed black, but there's no such thing as black around the world. That's a concept that's only purely pretty much American. Okay. Around the world, people don't probably not going to say black. All right. Like that. Specifically from her family, she's primarily been raised Indian or East Asian Indian. All right. The part black that she people credit her is from her father, who is from. Jamaica, but people assume blunt smoking Caribbean uh, tour guide Jamaican, and that is not accurate either. Although that's probably a class of Jamaicans and they're mad at me. However, the, the, the group of Jamaicans that she is from, primarily there's a group of Indians that live there and such. He's from Jamaica, but he's not black Jamaican. He's not Caribbean Jamaican. That would be as same as if I said, well, I was born in Mexico, so I'm Mexican. Like nationality-wise, I'm Mex Mexican. As a nation, I'm Mexican. I have Mexican citizenship. But then you would look at me and say, well, you ain't Mexican. And I would say, the hell I am. I am Mexican. I was born in So that's basically what they're doing with Kamala Harris' dad. Just because he was born in Jamaica, people just assume black Jamaican Caribbean Jamaican, uh, rolling up a blunt Jamaican, Dexter Jamaican, and he's not that type of Jamaican. He's not that type. <laughs> I mean, he's not that type. So essentially, she's skirting by on the 1% chance that the father was some sort of black in everybody else's mind. She's not black. We call them in Jamaica coolie. She ain't nowhere near no black. So now, with that being said, she does have hair similar to uh, what you would hurt. She styles her hair similar to what you would call 
black women hairstyle. She went to Howard University, so she has the ability to move for about three seconds on rhythm like a black woman would do it. Okay. And so if she heard some music, she could, she'll do this for about three seconds on beat. She was, she was in a black, what you would call a black fraternity. Okay. Uh, so she does have characteristics that would, you would look at her and say, yeah, but I know a lot of Indian women like that. Right. I know a lot of Indian women like that. And she didn't started dating black men. Montel Williams, um, the, the, the mayor of uh, San Francisco. I think they were the mayor of San Francisco. So with that being said, that's what I think about that. <laughs> All right, that's what I think about that. Now, in terms of her in the, the culture, she has no black culture other than her Howard fraternity there. So what is the husband going to do? The husband is... I believe Jewish, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, downtown Willie Brown. Okay, the husband is Jewish. Now I don't know if you know anything about that particular culture or religion, but not much trumps that if you come into their culture. Again, I kind of talked about that, and I'm not coming down on you, Black Blur. Um, I'm just trying to maybe correct my opinion on this one. Remember what I said. You'll honor their culture with full respect. She'll disrespect yours. So in this instance, it's vice versa. He went, she went over to him. So he doesn't have to respect her culture as such, like celebrating Kwanzaa or whatever that's going to mean for black culture. He'll probably respect her Indian heritage before he respects her black culture. But if he's Jewish or Jude Judaism, you ain't trumping that coming into their culture. And a lot of men, and particularly men that don't have experience interracial dating, don't know the difference between dating a Jewish woman, an Eastern European descendant woman, all right, a woman's descendant from Western Europe, a woman descended from Florida, California. They'll jump, they'll throw all of them in the same pot and they're all different. I don't know if you've been noticing that, but Eastern Europe, in Western Europe, they be at war and they be at each other's neck. And they're all distinctly different. They're all considered different. But in America, we throw them all in one pot. That's like if uh, you go and date a woman from Greece and then you date a woman from Kansas. Those are going to be two types of different types of white folk. <laughs> all right. Two different type of white folk. And they're going to be, you're going to say they're white. Remember we had that argument one time. I was talking about uh, Armenian. Armenians are white, all right? Same thing. You're going to throw them all in one pot, and they're going to be all different. But I went to a school in high school. I know I'm going on about this. I went to a high school, and it was majority Jude Jewish people, okay? Very big population of Jewish people. I didn't know the difference between them. I was like, I don't know. And I would call them white, and they were like, we ain't white. Now, in their mind, they didn't say they, they didn't consider themselves white. But in my mind, I considered them white until I had to learn their culture. And what you will understand is if you date women and you come upon, upon a liberal white woman, she might be Jewish. And then, therefore, you ain't trumping her culture. You ain't trumping it. That is going to be the culture of everybody. <laughs> 
That's going to be the culture of your kids. That's going to be the culture of everything. That's going to be number one culture right there. They're going to make you change gods. They're going to make you change your whole God. All right, so let's play a game. Who wants to play a game? Let's play fun and relax the mood a little bit. All right, let's play a game. Shall we play a game? All right, man. So we're going to play hit it and quit it. This was suggested by a viewer. We're going to put up three women <laughs> that you might like in this building. All right. And we're going to play hit it and quit it. All right. Shout out to y'all, man. This will lighten the mood. I figure I needed to lighten the mood because this is a very tough conversation, you know, and I don't want to do it when you get in a race and all of that. <laughs> all right. So. Let's play the game right here. Let's see here. We're going to start off with uh, this woman right here. I believe her name is Alexis Sky. Alexis Sky. Uh, we got right here. We'll give you guys uh, a second to get along with this. I mean, uh, you know, you can you can determine if this is your style, if this is your speed, as we used to call it, off old heads. Is this your speed? Do you like the implants? On the buttock, do you like the breasts' implant? She got a nice little frame on her, all right? Nice and petite around the waist. A little bit too juicy around this thick air. This looks like distorted a little bit, but, you know, this is the thing here. Let me see what we got here. We got we got some quit it, quit too big, butt too big. I'm bussing. We got a couple of my bussing. Breasts' all right? It, it's not natural. I assume this is a ledge, a fidget. All right, boy, we got a lot of, I would say primarily, primarily hit and quit. All right, looks too fake. All right, so there we go. All right, a lot of people not liking on this one. She's probably mid on that one. All right, so let's go to the next one. We're going to go over to, uh, her name is Alicia Lehman. Alicia or Alicia Lehman. She is a or lemon. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. She is a soccer star. I told you, or a football star. There is Alicia Lehman. All right. She got a little junk in her trunk and blonde ponytail, a little bit of snuffle up. You get caterpillars on her eyes. All right. We got the Kaylee there, blonde, nobody, no, no, no blonde, thumbs down on the blonde. This is affirmative. We got a lot of cup. I see some hits. I see some quits. Quit too masculine. We got a too masculine here. I don't know about that. You need eight inches to reach. So some brothers are automatically out of that game. Pause. All right. So Alicia Lehman, I would say 60. 70, 70, 30, 70, 30. I would say 20, 28, late 30s, early 40s. All right, so we, we're done on Alicia Lehman. And the last hit it or quit it will be, where's my, oh, wait, oh, I, 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 I enlarged it, pause. Um, her name is Lurie Sue. I think I'm pronouncing this wrong. Lurie Shu. I'm not sure, but uh, take a look ski here. What do you say here? All right, we got we got your ling ling in the building. All right, what are we doing here? I see a lot of guys here. We're going definitely good. We got to quit. 
We got some quick hard pass. All right. We got a couple hits. I think some people are watching behind, so they're ranking wrong. Okay, I get it. Yep, I got it. We got a couple of quits. We got some hits. All right. Got a couple of linglings. All right. Flat backed it, folded it. All right. Pass. We got a couple of quits. Pass. Too skinny. All right. Brothers like the thick. All right. We got some hits. All right. There we go. All right. So this woman is allegedly 41 years old, by the way. She's she's allegedly 41 years old, this woman. 41 years old. All right. Who believes that? She's allegedly 41 years old. All right. So people are saying teenage boy vibes, but I think she's 41. All right. Somebody says, where are the redheads? Don't worry. We're going to give you, we're going to give you guys plenty of opportunities throughout the next couple of days on this one. Uh, they say she's 41 years old. All right. So um, she's known for being a 20 year old looking uh, woman. So anyway, man, that was a fun game. All right, that was good. All right, we lightened up the mood just a little bit. All right, we got the thing rolling up, scrolling up. So now you'll never catch what you said in the Super Chats. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to break down generalizations of what you will generally deal with when you are experiencing your first cope. All right, your first, I'm going to date women in other cultures because the women in my culture, quote, are trash. All right, you're going to trash your own women and you're going to go over here on the other woman. So what we're going to do is we have four groups of women here, typically of the, I only went with four since we uh, saw the statistics. We're going to use the statistics. I date, I have dating history with all of these particular cultures. All right. Uh, and more. I've dated a lot of, a, a lot of cultures here. All right. Even Russian. All right. So we're going to use these four. Um, I would say, I would give a vote to you which one we should start with first. But I'm not going to start with black women first, all right? I'm not going to start with black women first because, you know, then they're going to say I'm going in on them. So I typically don't go in on them. I have a preference. All right, so, ooh, I forgot about this. I forgot about this. I had this set up, so I was going to make a point. Let me show this. This is one of the points I wanted to make about pedestalizing what you would consider, what most people would consider leftovers. Let's go ahead and show what typically happens when that happens. It's actually on phone. Um, uh, Daniel says, I think Vanessa's a nice woman. Definitely yeah. a biggest fan. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello. Hi. You're a massive fan of Vanessa. Such a massive fan. I can't believe all you've heard. Oh. So you say you've followed her career for years. Your dream. Now, this is a woman. She's 60 years old. 60. Uh, for all intents and purposes, she's out of the qualification uh, for for high level men, but unless you pedestalize her, then um, then then she gets qualification. Let's go ahead and uh, continue. Come true. Wish her a happy birthday. Yes, I just I can't believe that you're allowing me to wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Vanessa. And you would actually one day you'd like to meet her. Oh, it would be. Daniel, I think we can make that happen. Really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, I mean, it, 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 it goes without saying. This is typically what happens. Bros go, all right, I'm going to go over there. Instead of shooting for the stars, they end up going, they end up doing that. They end up doing that. And it, it happens every time, guys, because you just, you just going for anything white or anything Asian or anything Latina, anything, anything other than black. Well, that's going to set you up for failure. That's going to set you up for failure. So let's go in on, uh, let's start with, let's start with our Latina sisters. Let's start with our Latina sisters. Cause a lot of brothers like Latina sisters, right? You know, around here, everybody's our sister. Let's put up our disclosure banner right here. Now. So let's just say you're a man of any race and you go over to Latina, the culture over there. And you say, I like Latinas better. And there's what's not to like, you know what I mean? There's a lot to like. Um, this is why some people are like, nah, these type of people are ugly. I mean, I find a lot of people attractive of any races, but you typically will go over there and say, but I like this. I like their curly, dark hair. If you like dark hair, you're in the right place. Um, so typically what you're going to get on the positive side is that they're mostly going to be small, small. All right, they're going to be small in height and height. You're rarely going to find, of course, there's exceptions to the rule, but most times they're going to be in the neighborhood of 4'11 and 5'3, all right? Now, you're going to get some 5'4s, 5'6s, uh, depending on what other cultures you come from. They're going to be some 5'9. I had some 5'9 ones, no problem. But the majority are going to be small human beings, all right? Small, like short. But you got to get them when they're young, gentlemen. And I want to caution you, got to get them while they're young. Got to get them while, because if you like petite, when they're younger, the better. Typically, their diet, nutrition, their family gatherings, their lifestyle could lend them to get a little bit on the plump side as they age. This is going to be one of the things here. So that's going to be a negative over time. This is where you get that phrase, gorda, all right? In which in their culture is not a bad thing. In America, it is because we're so health conscious. But in their culture, gorda is not a, it's not, it's a term of endearment. It's like the cute chubby girl. 
they're expected to be cute and chubby. I mean, a lot of them will uh, kind of like that. They don't, they won't try to get away from that unless they're really indoctrinated into the American way to do it. And they'll struggle. They'll struggle. They'll struggle to try to stay on that. Now, if you go back over to the East Coast, you tend to have Dominicans and um, Puerto Ricans that are slightly different in that, but they still have the same issue too. All right. Now, if you want to have a lot of kids, this is where you're going to go. If you want to have a lot of kids, go here. Because I've actually gotten a few Latinas pregnant, and all I did was look at them. All right. I went to the store, and I went to the, I went to the store, and I started breathing, and I started looking at a couple of them. And all of a sudden, it was like, hey, Papi Chulo, see, si, senorita, me pregnant. Yes, it's yours. It's yours, Papi. All right. Do not roll up in them with no Jimmy hat. And that goes for all ages. Uh, teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Do not roar up in no Latin. Do not condom. On, if you do not plan on having any kids, like if you're just going to pump and dump and you're messing with Latinas, you better put on a double radio condom. Because you're going to have some kids. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire, gentlemen. And this isn't a, <laughs> and the reason, one of the reasons why is, you know, a, a lot of women in our history in America were fertile. Fertility used to not be a big of issue as it is. Black women have been fertile as well. Uh, white women were uh, fertile, for, had high fertility, but we have lower fertility now mainly because of the use of birth control repeatedly over decades. Now, some Latino women's culture don't allow for any birth control at any point. Even when they're teenagers, they're like, no. If they're Catholic, no birth control, no. No birth control, no birth control. And so they're overly developed young. They're encouraged to get into relationships young. They don't shoo them away when they're 14 and 15. Oh, good, you found a man, all right. And then somebody will clap cheeks and then pregnant. So be careful when you go over here. And that's one of the things you got to dodge. If they have a, if, if you go into their house and you see a cross on the wall, I highly likely she don't take no birth control. Okay. Cause if you roar up inside of there, you're going to have some babies. All right. Baby's going to be popping out like this. But if you want a big family, this is where I would go. This is where you would go. They encourage big families. As you can see, statistically, they're probably the only culture in our country today that encourages large families. Every other culture encourages small families. All right. Wait until you're 32. Oh, that's not what I'm going to show you. It's this one. Wait until you're 32. Wait until you're 36. Wait until you have a degree. Wait until you have your life right. Wait until you buy your one-bedroom, three-bathroom condo. Latinas, they're not playing that. As you can see, their numbers are going to skyrocket as a result. They'll have two, three, four, but not a problem. Not a problem, okay? So anyway, and they also don't mind age gap uh, relationship. I mean, that's not a thing to them. That's not a thing. They just want somebody honorable, honorable man, take care of the family. Now, here's some negatives, as if those weren't negative. <laughs> they have a deep family. It's very rarely you're going to catch a Latina chick and play them against their family. 
You can do this with black women very well. All right. White women, you might be able to do it with, but not even that. Latino women, you're not going to pull this bull crap. It's hard to find a divorced family, broken family Latina, although you can do it. Sometimes they'll be like, well, I do have a daddy and he's still on the other side of the border. All right. Something it's going to be something like that. Or he was a kingpin or something like that. <laughs> all right. But even if the dad's not there, they have an uncle that's there, Tio. Tio and Tia are there. All right. Or if Tio ain't there, there's a bunch of Tia there. All right. There's too many Tias. Tia this, Tia that. There's a whole bunch of Tias. So you ain't going to just finesse this woman. Okay. If you do, you're going to have to clap the cheeks and run. You're going to have to be like. So you have to be careful how you cross this person. She might be demure. She might be small as a human being. Like she might be really short, but be careful because the family rolls deep. The family rolls deep and it, they roll deeper than you know. As a matter of fact, these percentages right here are probably double. All right. Cause they don't be on the census like that. So they ain't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the census takers come through the hood and try to take, Hey, uh, where's everybody? Hey, hey, Hector, Ramondo, where's everybody? Hey, where's, where's Fernando? Is a Fernando here? Nope. They don't be taking the census like that. So you don't know how many people up in her family. You don't know how many cousins they got. Do not play. If you play and do a girl dirty on this side, Okay, like you're going to do a girl dirty, like you come over white dudes. All right, let me just mess with these little Latinas. He ain't going to do nothing. She ain't got nothing. They'll stab you. They'll stab you. And because of the way they are kind of, I won't say indoctrinated into believing love and, and fantasy and mythology and family, they're highly emotional on the love category. All right. So when it comes to love, they take it seriously. They take it really seriously. So it's not like these American people, all right? These American cultures, right? Where it's love, fantasy, just spoil me. They're on it like, hey, this is love, destiny, all right? So you got to be careful when you're playing with them. It means something to them when you make a commitment. So if it goes wrong, the claws are going to be out or the knives going to be out and they'll cut you. Or, or somebody going to roll up in the low rider Lean it to the side, bounce it, playing more bounce to the ounce. And you're going to have to deal with them. All right. And you're going to be like, well, who are you? You're going to have to hit, deal with the vatos. So be careful with this group of women. They're going to be very nice to you. They'll cook you up a storm. Food that you probably don't want to be eating all the time, but they'll cook up a storm with you. If you want a woman to submit, I would call, probably go here. If you want the submit woman, you're probably going to get more favor out of this one and get it more authentically a submit. We'll get to the Asian women in a minute, but you'll get an authentic submission as opposed to uh, a, a fake one or somebody that's going to fight you for it. Okay, and, and you'll creep around on you, but don't go to sleep. <laughs> don't go to sleep. Like that one woman that cut the dude salami off. What was she? What was the one woman? Uh, uh, what's the dude that got his salami cut off? Pit pause. Let me see something here. I can't remember his name. The white dude that got his salami cut off. Bobbit. Lorena Bobbit. Lorena. Lorena Bobbit. Lorena Bobbit. What was her ethnicity? 
She was uh she was from Ecuador. She was Ecuadorian. Okay, he was a white guy. She was like, go on to sleep. And just go, just go on and take you a little old nap. <laughs> go on and take you a little old nap. And then she went, <laughs> she shocked it all off. So anyway, man, let me get to the next group. She was Ecuadorian. So you gonna don't mess around. She was like, ah, she worked at a nail salon. She was like four foot ten, four foot eleven. She was like, I I know how to get your ass. She went right in and then she said, What? Hey, he was uh he was doing me wrong. And I made sure he wasn't gonna do me wrong again. All right, so who are we doing next? Do we need to do black women next? See, ladies, black women, I went in on them. Don't get mad. Y'all be trying to get mad. And this is not true. Is there any queen defenders here? You might want to turn off the show for the next five minutes. Characteristics of if you are going to interracially date from the black community. All right. And so let me put up my thing here. I, I meant to put this up right there. The community, Martin Luther King Boulevard. One of the major problems in the community. And this will never get corrected in America. In America, this will never get corrected. All right, and we see this constantly with content being put out. And um, there's always going to be the defenders. I mean, we're always being treated as if we're still part of plantations. And so the rescuers will always try to make the authorities feel good. See, black men tend to uh, try to correct black women in this community when they're powerless to do so. Okay, so they're economically powerless to do so, socially powerless to do so. Many men don't have the authority to do so outside of who? The Pookie, Ray, Ray, Tyrone, that type of uh, idea. So those men have the power to correct because they have street authority, which goes a long way. It's more authority than many black men are going to achieve in this society in America. So um, until men are held to a standard or at least can correct the women in their culture, Nothing's going to change. All right. And so thus, a lot of men will avoid this type of women and go somewhere else. The other thing that affects black women negatively on interracial dating is they tend to not interracially date. They're amongst one of the only groups of these women that we're going to talk about that tend to not want to date over there very sparingly. All right. And then when they do, people call them out like crazy. All right. Which I don't care at all. It means nothing to me, all right? I ain't trying to preserve a damn thing, okay? So when it, when there's an effort for men to try to say, hey, let's do better. This is how we would be more engaged with you. They get bite back. And what the situation boils down to is somebody's, what the, basically both sides doesn't want to lose. So one side doesn't want to lose ground. The other side doesn't want to lose ground. And then you got a stalemate. And basically what you have is a stalemate today. And so with black women, basically, I've always described them as hard on the outside, but soft on the inside. All of us have had that black mom, right? We all have, you know, if you're a black guy, you had a black mom. Um, so, um, you know, most of it was a lot of rah-rah and thunder and lightning and I'll do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do a whole this and I'm going to call this and I'm going to call that. When, you, when you're introducing yourself to a black woman, if I walked up to a black woman right now and introduce myself, hi, how are you? My name is Gregory. What is your name? I would get all kind of bullshit flying back. Okay. 
I will get all kind of sh- flying back because it's hard to penetrate, quote unquote, penetrate that outside hard shell. And they need to have that hard shell is because they are chosen the path of strong and independent. And thus they have chosen the path of masculinity and survival. So they have to be, no, you ain't going to do this and I ain't going to do that. And uh, You know what I mean? It's always going to be that false bravado. It's always going to be that outside hard shell. But if you are able to get inside that hard shell, they're romantics. They fall in love. They get hurt bad. They get hurt bad by relationships, and particularly relationships with strong masculine authority figures, which there aren't that many, unfortunately, in this country. Even if you choose the path of white-collar corporation, she's never going to see you as an authority figure. This is why they have that uh, for young generations of black women have, do you want a nine to five or a drug dealer or a scammer? And overwhelmingly, women are choosing the authority figure in that situation, not the nine to five white collar worker. So they need strong authority. That's how, that's what they respond to. And even if you give them that, it's going to be a fight because they're hard on the outside, a little bit stubborn, soft on the inside. So if you're a white guy looking to come over, you're probably going to have to deal with that, although she'll drop the act for you. But if you're a Latina guy, Asian guy, black guy, she's not going to drop the act for you. Okay? So um, that's an act. Uh, what Another thing about them is they can't get out of their own way. They're their own worst enemy sometimes. And as such, people will give them bailouts, right? People will come and protect them. And it's just unfortunate. Uh, someone will try to correct them on any level. Hey, why don't you make this correction? Nope. What's wrong with this? And you don't like black women. And no, this. All right. If I tell you a statistic, you'll automatically rebuke it. That's not true. There should ha- there's some conspiracy against us to make us look bad. And then meanwhile, there were bonnets in the airport. And you're going. Mm. Now, again, when you talk this break this down by class, this doesn't happen across the class. But there's not that many people in the elite class that are black. So you're seeing a lot of this on the outside. You're seeing a lot of it and you barely can see the the positive representations because there's so few. They know right from wrong, but oftentimes they often choose wrong because people come and bail them out. It's basically like I say, they'll, they'll let them suck their thumb. Oh, she's too old to suck her thumb. Let her suck her thumb. Why? Because you don't want her to go crazy if she pulls the thumb out of her mouth. So society says, let her keep sucking it. Pause. This is what we do. And so over time, we have a natural attraction to them. But the attraction is often overwhelmed by the hype. The hypersexuality is often overwhelmed by competition. We're still competing against each other. And uh, if you date interracially, you might be able to avoid that. Okay. But they'll be overly hypersexual is because they're encouraged to do that. And if all else fails, twerk. Now, the great thing about them is they age well. They age well. Typically, you will see people that you say these people are going to hit the wall at age 36. Well, facially, that's not going to be true for most women in this side. So if you want people that last long age weight, age wise in the face, black women are going to age well. You'll see them into their 40s, into their 50s. And they don't have all of that work done that a lot of other cultures are done. Like with nose jobs, you see like other cultures of women, they'll They'll age well, but they'll have nose jobs. They'll have, they'll get rid of their jowls. They'll put implants here, implants in the lip. They'll lift the Botox. Most black women won't even need to do half of that, if not a third of that, and they'll still look good. 
if they if they if they take care of themselves healthy wise and they don't go overboard, they'll still look good. So you'll be there. Now, the problem is the body ain't going to be all of that. So physically, physical fitness is not a big thing like they they don't upsell physical fitness. But facial fitness, yes. Physical fitness, no. So if they can keep their physical fitness up and have a natural hourglass, right, that people say that they're every other culture is mimicking their hourglass figure, all right, they'll be fine. And then there'll be that fine aunt, and she's 55 years old, and she's still getting her back blown out, right? But if they don't, a lot of times, if they let their weight go, and I've seen this one, they let their weight go early, it, there's no coming back. And so I've seen women in their late teens, early 20s, and they're already 200 and something pounds. It ain't coming. There's no coming back from that. They'll be the big lady in church with the big titties. Remember the big lady in church? Y'all been to the black church? Big old titties? You looking at the things like when you was a kid. <laughs> come on, baby. Come on here. Give your little mother, mother, mother Jay, mother Jay a hug. Come on over here. And she take your head and pull it all into her titties. You all face full of titties. You like, <laughs> she ain't never, you ain't never see her standing up. She always sitting down. All right. <laughs> Cause she can't stand up. How old is this woman? She's 25 years old. And them titties pointing straight out and down. And you like, looking at them things like what in the world? That's what you will get because the culture typically will do. will will take that. will will encourage that. However, let me just say this on the West coast. If black women, black women typically will follow health trends, they will work out, they will age well, and those women overwhelmingly will date outside their race and have have no problem. They'll have no problem. So watch out for that. I think they could use strong male leadership, but it'll never happen in this country. Just the dynamics of the way black people are in this country, they'll rarely ever have it's it's it happens. I'm not saying never, but it's going to be hard to get there. You'd have to do it on an individual basis. You'd have to be that guy. All right, you'd have to be that guy. And the other thing is, last point on this one. Um, you're going to have to do a lot of investigation. Yeah, West Coast black women are way different. You're going to have to do a lot of investigation into their past. If you're thinking sexually, no matter what race you're dealing with. So I would dive deep because culturally and even, you know, when it comes to being touched early as kid, there's a lot of stuff going on in the black community with this type of thing. I mean, they start early. And this is because maybe the parents are absent. Maybe the culture promotes it. The culture promotes it. Um, and all of that stuff, they used to be very fertile, but now it's, you know, they are pretty hopped up on birth control that it's going to be difficult for them to get pregnant, um, like that, like it used to be, but, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be, they, they're going to have to start it early. Like in the South, they will start like unspeakably early, unspeakably early. I mean, earlier than you would actually want to imagine. <laughs> I mean, so anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I got a coon, too. 
Thank you for the super chat. But I'm going to send your money back. <laughs> we don't want your money. So, you know, oddly enough, you know, we talk about other people. You talk about other people. Fine. Oh, I took your money. But then when we talk about our own, then the queen defenders will come. You know, the queen defenders will come. And this is because you want to let you want to let them suck their thumb. Hey, listen, it's you. You know, if there's going to be a people, a group of people that say we cannot be corrected and we are doing no wrong, despite the fact that there's wrong. I mean, the statistics bear out something's wrong. And I say this from the bottom of my broken heart. From the bottom of my broken heart, statistically, there's something wrong. And then people will come in and say, don't talk to them. Let them suck their thumb. Hey, listen, you guys have it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm out of here. But a lot of single, a lot of men think I'm talking about their mothers when I'm talking about this. But I don't know. I'm not talking about my mama. But I was raised by a single mama. Where are we at? Let's do a couple super chats and we'll get into who do we have left? White women and Asian women. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Dave G says, uh, Coach, done brought the chat room blinky with him. Pow, pow, get out of here in my scorpion voice. Yes, man. We 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 bring in the blinky in here. Uh a lot of a lot of a lot of men that uh really need this message to understand what's going on. I'm not I'm not attacking, I'm just describing. Uh simp enforcers is real. All right, look at what's I mean, never mind. Revy Bennett says, Coach is spilling facts about my current relationship with a junior college pog, Latina. Ja, ja, ja. The ha, ha, ha in Latina. Yes. In uh, Spanish, I believe. Yes. It is what it is. I know the real. I know how it works, man. And this is a channel of truth. I, I could tell you how it could be or how it should be, but it is what it is. Brisk Clown. Coach, she thick. How do you say her name? Boom, Bone Quisha. I'm still laughing. All right, Bone Quisha. And that stereotype is out there, but guess what's happening when you mention the stereotype? Well, that's a stereotype. I mean, there's stereotypes about men that you have to live with and die with. Shout out to Black Routines, the philosopher. Hey, coach, paying overdue tithes and tuition. Thank you, sir, for being here. Chris Michaels, morning, Sean. Today's my birthday, Sean. Give me that. I got money. Happy birthday to you, brother. Shout out to Chris Michaels. It's a his birthday, too. Marcellius Brown says to the Junior College Fund for UCGA. And that's how we do it over here. Cognitive. Wait. Cognitive. Cognitive. We're going to call you Saiyan Chan says on episode 50 and 73 of my channel of the same name, I explained dating in Colombia as a potential option for black men and men in general. And so a lot of people are pointing out like that. I'm going to talk about traveling uh, probably in the next couple of days as, you know, a cope strategy, a hope strategy and what you're looking for, the positive and negatives and what you're trying to avoid. Right. Because this is the first one. First one people do is interracial and then they start going into other things. Right. They say, well, the interracial didn't work. Let me try this. Kaylin Ferguson, what's up, coach? Did you know Hafiz of the roommates? He recently got married and believes that 50% divorce rate is a myth. Thoughts? I, what, what do I have to say about that? I mean, how is it a myth? I mean, there's too much data out there. I mean, I don't know what to say. 
I mean, there's too much data in there. I mean, to, to determine what it is. Yeah, I can find data out there that sh shows you on the yearly ratio, it's not 50%. But over a 10-year period, over an eight-year period, over a 40-year period, it's well above 50%. So what are you going to look at? What do you choose to look at? You know, I don't know. If he wants to, you know, try to get people to, to marry, I say, why take his advice? Why take the advice of somebody newly married? Why would you take that advice? You would take some advice from somebody that's been married for 20 years before you take his advice. Right? But it is what it is. Congratulations to him. I hope it works out. The man name is Hafez. All right. I don't know. I don't watch their channel. I don't, I don't know. So um Ricky Webster says, um, well needed stream today, coach CGA. French toast props do. Again, I got more French toast props. Strife Excel says hit, hit, pass. LOL. So it was hit, hit, pass. All right. So we go on with you passed on the Ling Ling. All right. Young and retired, no cap. Luri Hasu or Shu says, has the wall finally been defeated? Well, we don't know. She looks like she got some work done, but I'm not sure. I, I, I can't be, I can't be sure. Uh, but she looks young. She does. Uh, she's Taiwanese, I believe. Blue Baggin says, I've lived overseas for the past eight years and have had women about just of every color and race. Women are women everywhere. Yes, some cultural differences exist, but they are always the same at the core. And the reason why we know that is because they need to be the same in almost every civilization. So every type of civilization. So, um, you know, when we talk about Western women, it becomes very difficult, right? Uh, Abby Sandy, you were 100% on that CGA. I dated a Salvadorian girl. I'm Puerto Rican. Even the culture, culture is, is effing differente. He says, plus she was a psycho at that. Give me the buzzer. <laughs> no, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, man, I've dated, yeah, uh, um, I dated women from different Latina cultures, right? So uh, what I do know is, you know, the hothead acted, that's a stereotype, but they will allow that to go. You know, you're supposed to allow her to chew you out and, you know, browbeat you and put you in the corner like a dog. You know, that's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like cute, you know? Oh, yeah. What did you do? Oh, you were messing around on her, right? Um, but culture is different, man. I've learned so much about Latina culture and how different it is, how different Spanish culture is from Latina culture over here, Chicano culture. I mean, it's it's not all the same. It's quite different. Nate Bitt says white South Africans that moved to the U.S. are more African-American than us ADO, ADOS, American descendants of slaves. Yeah, people want to hold on to that African thing, man. I'm like, go on ahead. All right. Uh, the prop. The problem is we're displaced, whether you like it or not. We have a. We, we've never corrected what, what, and who we are. So we don't have an identity, and so we cling to a an identity, and that's not even the identity, right? And so we have these identity crises. Yeah, people overly overcorrecting, not trying to appear black, and they call them coons. Yeah, people that are trying to hold on to a black culture that does not exist, that is created just like uh, Kwanzaa was created in the 80s and not even manifested until probably the 19, mid-1996 era. And so it's a manufactured culture. It doesn't, it, it, we're, we're absent of a culture. We're absent of a name. We're absent of our original, who we are. 
And so we try to cling on what we should be. And this is an internal strife. It's an internal strife. It's, it's sad. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it, it's, it's almost, it, it's never going to get corrected, unfortunately, in our country. Nobody, because nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so these people get to say what it is. These people get to say what it isn't. And then if you don't agree with them, <laughs> it's, a sad, it's, a, it's a crazy thing, man. Uh, Noble one, I told Zorro to do Biden. I told you to do Biden. All right, I'm going to try to play that clip real quickly. All right. And, and we, our culture actually can be manipulated by people outside of our culture, and they could tell us what we should do to be black. Hey, I told you to do Biden. For example, Joe Biden can say, if you don't do this, you ain't black. So that's another example of someone outside of your culture who can manipulate you and say this. How many times have you, like, say, for instance, you grew up in a uh, suburb. You grew up in a suburb and a white liberal person or a liberal person from any race came up to you and told you that they were more black than you. <laughs> they literally came up, I'm more black than you. Or they might say, you're not, you're not real black or you don't act black. And you're sitting there like. And so as much as we don't like stereotypes, we then will use the stereotype of how you act, sound, and function as a black culturally. And then we'll be mad at stereotypes. You're like. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You don't like stereotypes, but you're going to say, well, it's a sad, it's a very sad thing. And I, unfortunately, this is our life in America. You know, many of us are original Aborigines, part of Native tribes. We're here before slavery, before the Europeans. I don't know how many of us that applies to, but that was definitely true. It definitely could be pointed out as truth. But we just don't have an identity. And we actually function under a color that means absence of color at that. So, man, it's a sad thing. All right, Jason Webb is in the building. Jason Webb is in the building. Shout out to Rhett. Whoa. Red sings the blues is up in here. He says it doesn't matter the race of woman. What matters is hashtag sundress season. All right, shout out to sundress season. All right, so Red sings the blues. Go follow his channel over there. Go give him some subscribers. Moron says it's funny to me. Instead of submitting to just one man, they would rather uh, have many masters, governments, boss, landlords, pastors, etc. Well, can you blame them? See, a lot of times we, a, a lot of times we. We say these things, right? But let's just say life gave you a safety net. Let's just say you like to suck your thumb and life lets you suck your thumb, right? And, and somebody came across to kick the thumb out of your mouth and say, grow up. And then everybody comes to your rescue and say, you don't have to grow up. You be you. Suck your thumb. And they put the shove the thumb right back down your throat. All right. I would do the same thing if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Pause too, but they let people suck their thumbs. I mean, it's basically what we call enablers. And this internal friction between black men and black women that we see all the time is not going to end well. Shout out to my man here that we deleted him. 
because we don't go for name calling. Black is black, black, black has no culture. So I don't care what you want to say. You want to try to bring me back into all of this and Coon and Uncle Tom. Unfortunately, it has no culture. No one can determine what it is. There's nobody that has an authority. I mean, just look at it. Just the equivalent. Let me let me do an equivalency, although it could be a false equivalency. Judaism as it is as it is practiced in our country right now. There's no equivalency on black culture. Where you can say at 13, we do this. At birth, we do this. The culture of marriage, it works like this. There's nothing. There, there's nothing to follow. There's nothing to hand down to the, 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 the next people. There's nothing. So what you have to do is create the culture. And then now you then you have people fighting amongst that. Well, that's Pookie and Ray Ray. That's hip hop. That's gangbanger stuff. The suit culture, uh, rhythm and blues and, and Whitney Houston and, 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 and blues music. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I don't see other cultures having that internal strife. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out who we are and what we are. It's just a sad reality of what we become. All right. So, but anyway, you can try to live that and try to live what you think is black every day. Go ahead. Hey, hey, knock yourself out. <laughs> knock, knock your damn self out. You'll be confused every day you wake up. All right, but I ain't confused. All right, shout out to uh, Abel Returns to Eden says, much love, coach. As a mixed race black man, I have found black women to be strangely nice to me. I buck no nonsense, ex-military. I killed them with kindness. They don't know how to react, and it's weird. So, yeah, I, that kind of goes to, you know, you're mixed. So they're kind of, you know, it's it's interesting. I would love to hear more about that. Um, More about that, yeah. It's interesting. That's an interesting comment. All right. Kaylin Ferguson, coach, do you think that Brittany could wear a more revealing wedding dress since she's been with Patrick since high school and has a kid with him? Uh, yeah, well, then there's bucking tradition there, too. So, you know, white wedding dress and all that stuff. Last one, and then we'll do the last two cultures here or the last two races, not ethnicities, not nationalities. James Montoya coaches on point about Latinos. I got eight aunts and four uncles, and that's just on my mom's side. They roll deep. You go up in their areas, it be deep up in there. And so what, what you typically don't have that is with the black culture. So we, when I talked about Latinas, their women, there's protectors there. Where, where black women, there's no protector. She's the protector. So you can get over on her. She'll let 50, 100, 200 guys get over on her before she alerts the protectors. And then she'll finally just have it. I've had it. And then snap or can go get Pookie in them. Pookie is who you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about uncles. They in jail. You don't have to worry about aunts. They out doing whatever the hell they're doing. You don't have to worry about fathers. You don't have to worry about mothers because mother's trying to do what she's doing. This is a generalization. Okay. So, uh, and typically, let's go to white women here. We'll go to the George W. Bush community. Community. It's the community. George W. Bush Drive. So, um, what's going to happen is, over there, um, typically, if you go over interracially and you happen to be in the middle class area, uh, um, a lot of times, you're going to find that what appeals to you is their 
softness is their happiness. All right, they're going to be smiling. They're always going to appear happy. And they're going to appear like, oh, I'm not sweating a thing. And oh, everything's nice and everything's lovely. And oh boy, the grass is green and the birds are chirping and is the sun is yellow and, and, and the, the clouds are white. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. All right. And the women are going to treat you nice. Dexter, sit on down and she'll slob you up, up and down. She'll be nasty, extra nasty. She doing things you like. I didn't think girls like you did stuff like that. Well, yes, girls like them have been doing that for a long time. They've been doing it just as long as everybody else. But you don't think that. You think she has an angel over her head. You think she has a crown over her head. Okay. They just as nasty and buck wild as the rest of them. You just don't know. All right. Uh, especially girls around here, the surfer girls. All right. Uh, the surfer girls that be messing with the surfers. They be doing it and be getting down nasty too. All right. Super duper. I mean, nasty on levels you ain't never heard of. You try to do something to a black woman. She's like, hey, where are you putting that? Hey, what, 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 the, what the, uh-uh, no, 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 you can't do, uh. She look at your salami. You want me to do what? Uh, I want to, she look at it and examining it. She like, what, what the, hell? hey, what's that? What, what's that? That's what a sister would do. A white girl ain't even going to look. Likes out all of that. She just taking it by the hand. <laughs> she doing everything put it here put it there no questions asked all right so this is what you're going to get you're going to get an open invitation she's going to be pretty much hey i'm open to you i'm open you can trust me i'm not going to do anything to you now the other thing about them is that um they're going to be nice to you for a long time for a long time bro she's going to be nice to you for a long time all right so with s with with, with other women, you're going to put up with some sort of strife early on, all right? They might get you strife just entering the door, all right? With them, and if you get in there, you in there, and you in there for a long time. You can't even get rid of her, all right? You can't get rid of her. She she yours, okay? So, um, but the thing is, you don't know who she really belongs to. So, that's the good things about them, and that's what attracts a lot of men to them. They are also the so-called standard of beauty, which they can be basically a plain washed plain washed woman with no effort and she's supposed to be pretty and cute all right whereas the other women have to do some sort of damn miracle to even be considered good looking even if they're average or good looking all right they have to do all kind of extra stuff to look good where this woman could just walk in the door all right barely washed her face and everybody's like yeah you know and so everybody gives this woman a pass she's not argumentative She's not defensive. She go, oh, relationships are about trust. I'll trust you. You trust me. I love you. You love me. That's what it's about. We're a happy family. Now, that's where it ends, brothers. All right. I hope you had fun. You put it somewhere where you wanted to put it. All right. She'll cook for you. She'll do all of this stuff. And it is all good. It's going to be good for a long time. Until. Until. It doesn't go good. See, what they do suffer from is princess syndrome, okay? So they'll get their crown knocked off, and it's going to be devastating to their lives. So early in their lives, if they come from good family, they've been always the princess. Their father always said, hey, princess, let her do anything. You know what I mean? Kick her feet, stomp herself, you know, have a fit. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And she looked cute, and she looked all cute and pouty. And daddy says, anything for my little princess. Daddy never told her no. Mama never disciplined her and everything she got. She held her breath. I'm going to hold my breath. I'm going to go on a hunger strike. All right. I'll lock myself in my room. I'm going to drive off in my BMW. You know what I mean? And the parents say, what are we going to do about Kaylee? She's getting a little bit. Oh, she's in a rebellious teens. 
right? She gets away with murder, essentially. And nobody believes her when something goes wrong. She does something wrong, nobody believes it. Her? Kaylee? Not her. So she has society's princess dream on her side, all right? She can never do no wrong. Everybody believes everything she says, which makes you susceptible to a full arsenal of manipulation tactics. A full arsenal. AK-47, full arsenal. And they're going to use these things and run circles around you if you're not ready for this. You better get prepared. And so a lot of guys that are just experiencing this for the first time, they get caught off guard, all right, until you learn. I've been with enough of them to learn. They know how to manipulate you with the best. They get a little bit of tears in their eyes to well up right here, and they get their blue or gray eyes welling up with tears. It's over for you. Just go ahead and hey, just go in and check yourself into the jail. Whatever she about to say is going to be 100% truth. Nobody's going to research the truth, okay? The next thing that's going to go on is – Passive aggressive attacks. Okay. And they'll come along as her being snippy or uh uh what they call it, um sarcastic. Sarcasm. So as the other women that we previously mentioned, Kaylee and um um Kaylee and Tamika, their attacks will be head on, directed, all right, targeted, locked in. Kaylee, white women tend to be, unless you've chosen one that's like the other women, they'll typically be very much sassy, cute, pouty, sarcastic, all right? But these will be attacks, <laughs> and you won't even know they're attacks. And then she'll attack you for, mostly attack you for months and months and days and days and years and years until you finally get fed up. What the hell? And you go off on her. Now, she didn't needled into you a thousand times, death by a thousand cuts, but your outburst is going <sighs> to, and now she's the victim, right? Well, she didn't mean all that, and you got to take it for, <laughs> so you got to be careful about this dealing with them. It's going to be, it's not going to seem like a lot, and you're going to be like, what did you mean by that? Oh, no, then it was just joking. Whereas the black woman will say, but you can't handle a joke. You can't handle Kaylee's going to say something snippy and cut you right up underneath your damn lip. And you're going to be like, wait a minute. And then she, don't worry about it. So that's what you have to understand. She's going to, whatever she wants to happen, she knows how to get it. And she'll get it. Boom. That way. She ain't going to come head on. Now there are some mud sharks or some of them. They'll go, they'll try that head on to make a bull crap. And it ain't going to work the same because they don't have it really on the inside. They're faking it. All right. So, but a uh, 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 middle class, uh, she's going to come in with that. Uh, the other thing is they don't age that well. So they don't have what black women have on their side, typically of the melanin. So it'll, it'll, it'll look something like this, you know, after a while, where is it at? You know, if you caught them, if you caught them good, if you caught them good, you know, junior college, and then you 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 stood around for a couple of days, a couple of years, it's going to be downhill quickly. All right, so that's just the realities of not having the melanin in there. And if they practice sunbathing um, or any of these things, um, it's going to really show on them. You know, they're going to have those sunspots. They're going to have liver spots. They're going to have cancer spots. They're going to have um, tanning lines. And they're going to have crow's feet because they've been out in the sun. It's going to not... 
And if they work outside, it's going to it's going to rapidly accelerate this. If they do any job that requires them from work outside and it's sunny outside is going to require they're going to weather fast. So it's going to be bad. All right. So just understand that they don't they can't have there's no controlling it. They can try to control it. They can try to stop it, but they just hope to contain it. And then the last thing on that one is these are generalizations. A lot of times um, you will have to deal with some therapy, right? She's going to lose her crown. Her age is going to catch up. She's going to try the feminism thing. It's not going to actually work out. Um, and um, they'll lose their crown. They'll need some therapy. They're going to have a, they're going to have a breakdown. You know, you've heard of these things, mental breakdown, anxiety, um, bipolarism, these are people, they'll go to therapy for these type of things later on in their lives. A lot of them have also a history of doing things that you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe it. You, you'd be like, you? She'd be on coke, meth, and she cleaned herself up because all she had to do was brush her hair, put it in a ponytail, and everybody just, <laughs> okay, all right, she's a good girl. Well, they've been doing some stuff and I'm not saying all, but I'm telling you, I used to go to, um, I used to took, I took a drug abuse class and I used to go to, uh, uh, narcotics and alcoholics anonymous and, um, cocaine anonymous meetings for projects. And I would be up in there and be like her, she on coke. <laughs> and it was just a regular old white girl. And then they turned from Kaylee to Karen. So it, it's going to be relatively over a short period of time. So you got to watch out for that, all right? If you're thinking long-term and all that stuff, if you're thinking long-term. Last one. <laughs> Last one. I mean, you guys got to forget. You guys got to remember. I went to school with a lot of these people. You'd be like, her? And then last point on that one. Um, Yeah, I was researching. I wasn't there. Well, last point on that one is, um, what was I going to say? Anyway, let's go to Asian women here. Where are we going here? We'll go over to the community. Somebody said, what about redheads? Redheads are great when they're young. But they don't, they have a very severe case of lack of melanin. And it's going to show relatively quickly. So you got to be careful with that. It's going to start, you're going to start seeing stuff. And you're going to be like, <laughs> look at my eyes. You'll be like, and then it's the, the aging process happens rapidly with redheads. Um, here we go here. We're going to go to uh, our favorites, your favorites, Ling Lings. Um, typically with them, also, they have the, here's the thing with them. They're going to be the most, they're going to appear to be the most feminine of the entire bunch. Because they're going to look more youthful, sometimes really uncomfortably youthful. I mean, they're comfortable, like, where you'd be like, dudes that like them girls, you'd be looking at them like, bro, we got to talk. We got to talk. That's what you like. <laughs> You'd be like, mm, you might have a thing, don't you? You might have a thing. I might check your computer hard drive in this mug. <laughs> All, right. All right. So anyway, they'd be like, yep, going to Thailand. You like. You like what you about to do over there, son? Hey, yo, son, what you about to do over there? You have to look at them when they say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, like, what you trying to 
work with anyway, but they will appear the most feminine. They tend to. And the reason why is this is just an opinion, not a fact. This is one of the most opinions. This is one of the opinion. What they will do is they will hold on to feminine features longer than any other race of women. Typically, typically. So they'll have long hair and keep long hair, which is a feminine trait. Now, if you tell an American woman that's a feminine trait, they'll they'll chop your head off. No, that's not it. You don't have to. They'll buck. All right. That means they're already broken. If you want feminine women, don't go for them. They're going to they're going to take away feminine features and they're going to have your kid, your male kid playing with a doll. So you guys got to watch out if they buck on that. Do just leave them alone. All right. So but Asian women will typically act feminine. They'll have feminine builds. They'll more go to trying to scale down their bodies. All right. They'll be very they'll be like. Five to 96 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, it's really that they're trying to preserve their femininity. They celebrate their femininity. They enjoy their femininity. It's pretty much lost in our culture for a lot of women. So this is why a lot of guys are now coping and saying, even if they date interracially, they're they're going to try something else. Latino women would be next in line. Then white women, then black women would be last on the femininity. They actually try to encourage you not to be, they try to encourage other black women to not be feminine which would be a form of sabotage. So back to this group of women, uh, typically you'll have the most feminine features and they'll lean on their culture. Depending on their culture, they'll be very demure, innocent appearing, you know, cute. Um, If they're Americanized, it could be slightly different. Um, Even if they are highly successful in college, um, in their education, I don't think they will hold that over their head and per se, but they're not going to Chad and Tyrone and Dexter and Pookie their way to a family. So that's the one positive. That's the many other positives about them is that they don't reward the worst of society's men first, typically. And if they do, they're not going to produce a kid with that person. Okay. So they're not going to go, all right, I'm going to have a kid by all these guys that ain't doing nothing just to see if they're going to do something. Oh, they didn't do nothing. Okay, I'll be strong and independent. That rarely is going to come from them. So that is a good thing if you're trying to go that way interracially. Uh, but the, the thing you have to work out, watch out about is that um, they're very sly. They're very cunning. They're very deceptive. They're like a fox. They're like a fox. So in the trust category, the trust category is low. I would put them in trust. Like if I would give everybody a trust score, I would put their trust low. Because a lot of times they will not confront you. They won't be as direct. They're not going to embarrass you in public. When you get behind closed doors, though, it's World War Three up in that mug. <laughs> right? So uh, you got to watch the trust level, the trust level with them. They can be very, what we call it, conniving. And because they're savvy. These aren't negative traits, by the way. They're traits of survival. They're savvy. They ain't playing around. They know what's what. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you might have had a situation with someone just in, in, in passing and something happened and they immediately go back into, I don't know nothing. They just look at your ass staring at you. They just stare at you like that. I don't know nothing. I ain't saying nothing. But they know. They know what the hell's going on, but they know when to be quiet. They know when to talk. 
They know when, to, <laughs> so their slide, just, just because the woman's being feminine towards you doesn't mean her nature isn't overtaking her. So guys will go over with Asian women here or they'll go to Thailand or they'll go to one of these places and these women will be feminine. They'll be right there. They won't leave their side. They're like cats. Everywhere you go, they go. All right, everything you do, they do. All right, you ain't never leaving a ass at the house. I'll be back. No, you ain't. You taking them with you. They go together with you. They on your hip. And so they're watching what you're doing, just quiet, off to the side. They'll let you do a whole bunch of dirt on them, and they won't say nothing, all right, until they need to say or do something, until it's in their favor. And so they're overly protective. They will uh, make guard you. They'll do all the things, but they'll make it seem like they're doing you a favor. <laughs> they're like, I'm doing it because I love you. Not so much. They're doing it to keep other people from you and losing their bag. All right. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> so if you do that, a lot of times you will say, wow, my women don't do any of this. This is great. And it's good up front. But on, after a long term, they will literally say, you're the leader. They will literally say, you're the one in charge. And if it fails, they like, that was on you, bruh. They'll let your ass leave, but they ain't going homeless with you. The next thing they'll do is they, um, they have a lot of family as well. And a lot of their family are, you know, trying to work it out. So if you do interracially date and you get into their family, just know. You taking care of the whole family, bro. You taking care. They, you taking care of the whole family. So black women, you get to skirt this. All you have to take care of is her. And you black men complain about even doing that. You can't even step up to that. You can't even step up to that, right? So black women are like, "What's wrong with y'all? Y'all can't even take care of me, and it's only her, or maybe her kid." Okay, her kid outside of her marriage. All right. So that's all she has. You never have to take care of her family. White women, you have to hold the uh, prestige. So you got to be up in the upper crust. That means you got to have a house for this woman. You ain't got, you got an apartment for your white woman. You done. She leaving your ass. All right. She ain't going for that. But you ain't got to take care of the family. Latina women, you ain't got to take care of their family. They won't even let you. Now, you do what you want to do. If you want to go live in your mech mansion, you go ahead. We'll be down here in the barrio. We good. Don't try to help us. Don't help us get no job or nothing. We got it. We got it covered on Asian women. You helping the whole family. The mama. <laughs> he said, Tyrant, you helping the mama, the grandmama, all of them. They came over here. They need some help. They moving in your house. They moving in. No, you ain't helping them with a couple of dollars of rent. They moving in. So. Hey, we got five bedrooms. Since she's going to make you work, we need a big five-bedroom, five in case we have guests. And then five years later, you moving in, everybody. Oh, there's a bedroom for them. That's a bedroom for my mama and my, and, and my daddy. There's a bedroom for my grandma and grandpa. There's a bedroom for my brother. There's a So this is how the culture works. Um, this is how the culture works. I think in the Philippines, like when you guys go over there and you stay over there, you taking care of the whole family. So that's how it works. And so the other thing is um, they age well. So that's what you have to deal with them. But I would just say that what you have to understand is if you don't know the culture, they're not going to teach you the culture. It actually doesn't favor them to include you in the culture.
but they ain't gonna have nothing to do with your culture either. All right. So they're like, we don't care about your ish. And we ain't teaching you about our shit. So we just here to just finesse the hell out of you. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> you support the entire ship. <laughs> That's how it works. So eat up. They're gonna feed you well, they're gonna take care of you, they're gonna they ain't gonna give you no lip all the time. It'll be good. But your job is to take care of everybody. That's why they got you, Mr. American. That's why they got you, Mr. White man, white, white guy. You here to take care of the entire thing. <laughs> so again, the point of the show was to get you to understand. I don't have, you know, while I have a preference, I don't have this idea that these women are bad, these women are good. And that's the first cope that people will do. Well, my women are bad, so I'm going to go over here where the women are good. And I don't think that's going to work out for you. You're going to learn the hard way. I think you'll learn the hard way that there's just a different bag of manipulation. And it's a different process. It's a different culture. And you'll learn. All right, shout out to uh, where we at here. Drew and Pringle. He says, many people think snow bunnies are the answer. Trust me, they're not. They cheat on their husbands too and are the second group of women to not marry. Yeah, I think guys got it twisted on this. And listen, uh, preference is cool, but if you're going, this is going to be the answer to my uh, Latina problem or my black women problem. They have so much social favor in our country. I think it's a major disadvantage to go over there. I think specifically for black men, although you'll have a lot of fun and you'll have a couple, you'll get some years out of them. But if it goes sour, you're going to be at a major disadvantage. All right. Just don't let it go sour. Yeah. They be cheating. And <laughs> somebody says they Asian women be in their own world for real. Yep. Yeah, man. Coach, when, when do we get the travel passport? I'm going to say maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. No, no, tomorrow or Thursday. Raul said, Coach, not lying. My grandmama had 12 kids in Mexico, and I thought this was normal until I was a teenager. And that culture is coming across here, although not a lot of Mexicans are coming across. There are a lot of other Central Americans that are coming across, right? The border and a lot of Ukrainians, everybody's coming across the southern border. It's not just Mexican people. They get they get really railroaded with that. And um. It's not just Mexican people coming over. But that said, that said, their culture still leans heavy on producing kids. They're the last culture to do this in our country. They're the last culture. No matter what the economics are, kids. In our culture, in American culture, Western culture, we, we want to do as little kids as possible, if none. And so, as such, we're wiping ourselves out. Drew and Pringle coach gang right here. I'm Indian, and them snow bunnies be nasty. <laughs> be nasty, although they don't mess outside their race until you got money, status, looks. Shout out to uh, Drew. Drew is dropping that gym over there. Drew and Pringle, go check out their channel. They're trying to grow their channel big. Oh, the tournament challenge. Oh, look, let me pause for a second. I got 2,000 people in here. Check this out. Go, link is in the description box. I almost forgot, man. Go to the coaches tournament challenge right there. $25 entry fee. We're trying to get at least 40 people at least to, to get that pot up. All right. 
So link is in the description box right there. The college basketball tournament, you got to get your brackets in by uh, Thursday. So I'll keep pumping that up. Y'all going to win a whole pot, man, and an iPad. iPad for the top winner. iPad Pro from the coach for the top winner, whoever wins the bracket challenge. All right, so check that out right there. But Drew says he's Indian. In the oh, yeah, man. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, some of the nastiest stuff that's been done to me <laughs> has been um, has been via uh, the, the community. George W. Bush, by far, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. George W. Bush community women have been the less prohibited sexually. And but you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You would think it would be black women. Because they're, you know, socially supposed to be the most hypersexual. But in my past, in my history, I haven't known that to be true. When you get up in that room, there's almost no limit. For many of them, none. Like no limit. They ain't examining nothing. They won't say slide no Jimmy hat on. They, they'll let you put it up the banana up the tailpipe first day you met them. They be licking on it. You be like, what in the hell? <laughs> I didn't think I would like something like this, but go ahead. Shout out to the nasty boys there. Arizona State freshman year dorm. This is why black dudes go to college. They go to a university. They go to a university and, um, you know, they go to an all-black high school. They go to Martin Luther King High School. They date sisters. Then they go to a, a regular state university. And then they find their first Kaylee. And Kaylee put it on him. And then he walking across camp campus with Kaylee like this. <laughs> Everywhere Kaylee go. <laughs> Kaylee looked basic. Kaylee got on Uggs and uh in uh and uh what do you call them? Yoga pants and a t-shirt. Kaylee got a hair and a side ponytail. She ain't even curl it. She ain't even got no makeup on. And he <laughs> and then now all the sisters are like, bruh, what in the hell are you doing with that basic chick? They be like, bruh, did you get they be playing the get out music? Do you need to get out, bro? What in the hell are you doing with her? If you was going to get one, at least you can go get one with some day. But what they don't know is when they get back to the dorm, he getting it every way he can get it with no hesitation. <laughs> he, she telling him to pull hair, pull this back, pull this up. <laughs> And nobody knows. There ain't no, oh, not today. She'll let you run the red light. There's nothing, almost any, there's nothing really off limits. I mean, every now and then there'll be a limitation here or there. But she's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, don't, that's the Kaylee I know. That's the Kaylee I know. But people don't get it until they go over there and they be like, 
<laughs> You'd be like, what in the hell? Oh, my God. I've been missing this. It's crazy. But people don't know. And then you see this dude, and you're like, why are you, why are you with this girl? She ain't even got no toe pol toenail polish on. You can see her nails. It's pink underneath. What's going on, bro? But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> he said, that's the trap. They hit you with that trap, and you just sucked in. So, sisters, take notes. I don't know if I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, MS81 says, my ex used to pull that crying-ish, and she was a sister. Oh, man. Sister, you been on, on my mind. Yep. Shout out to uh, the crying-ish. Yeah, the crying-ish. That's big manipulation. JM says, watch out for that skinny, watch out for the skinny Latinas in Santa Ana, coach, looking for a brother. Uh, so what I call that is typically because Santa Ana and Newport, very closely located. Um, a lot of women from Santa Ana, if they are attractive or they think they're, you know, they got a degree or something like that, they'll try to leave up out of Santa Ana and come to Newport and snatch up somebody. It don't work all the time. It don't work well for them because Santa Ana has a stigma, right? It's kind of the other side of the tracks. So while they will get, they will get the brakes beat off of them, they'll never get wiped up. They'll never get by somebody on this side of the tracks. And so they know that, but it gets... It gets really hairy for them. It's a really a weird, it's really a weird thing that they try over there. But there's some good-looking girls that come from Santa Ana. But the, the thing is, you know what Santa Ana is at. It's Santa Ana's rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it grows up like they grow up with a whole culture of roughness. And then they think they can just come over here and just plug in the Newport. They gotta work. You gotta, you gotta work that Santa Ana out of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta work that out. Because they'll try to bring you back into Santa Ana bullshit. And you can't do it. Like, I can't bring the Porsche and pick up the chick from Santa Ana. I can't pick her up over there with that. All right, I'm taking the chance. All right, so check. I know I know the game over there with them chicks. They try to run it, run it. I had this young girl try to run it, run it. And then uh, I, she tried to say, this is what they do. If you meet them. Oh, yeah. If you meet them, like if you meet them on an app seeking dating, dating app or whatever, they say they're from Anaheim. They won't say they're from Santa Ana. And then it'll slip. Oh, I live in Santa Ana. Oh, I mean. So Santa Ana chicks that's trying to get out of Santa Ana will say they live in Anaheim or Fullerton. But they really in Santa Ana. All right. But Santa Ana got a big time stigma. He said Santa Ana is the Compton of the OC. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Santa Ana in the building. I know I got some brothers from Santa Ana that watched me because I went to a um I went to a um like a not a pet boys. I went to like an auto zone and the brothers knew me in the line. Two uh Latino brothers knew me in the line. I got to the line and then he showed his partner. He was like, Man, that's Coach Greg Adams. I was like, damn. I can't roll up in Santa Ana and lay low. Shout out to MS says we call that covert narcissist. Is that the um was that the white women, the covert narcissist, or is that the, I can't remember who we were talking about. Shaquille, my black cop homie, nearly got deleted by a young Kaylee who cheated on him. She stabbed him after he found out, and she started crying the 911. The cops locked him up. She never got hit. Wow. He got out after she dropped the charges. Wow. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. Nobody will ever believe that they will do something like that. 
Uh, Vincent Dean, last couple, funny thing, coach, this white lady offered her daughter, former heroin user, to my buddy and had the audacity to say she's getting clean and she's single like she was a selling point. Price is wrong. I think you're a brother, right? So it was a black guy. Yeah, I do. So, so what black guys will do typically or Latino guys, Latino guys, they will go uh, pick up women like this from the white community and they think they got something. All right. And she coming with a bevy of problems. All right. And I'm like, you ain't got nothing, bro. Shout out to GL Jr. Ling looks 15 till they turn 40. Then they look 75. <laughs> oh, man, 40, maybe 50. They have a funny meme for that. Like the agent don't raisin. Like they have it lean. Like the, the lady looks like 15. She looks young all the way until she hits like 60. And then she looks like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, it was a funny meme. Triggerverse, can I get a Zoe, a.k.a. Brothers First Pog? All right, I'm going to do it at the end. And uh, higher image status, you're giving tips here and there. But would you be willing to do a dedicated stream about YouTube and content creation? Appreciate that, Coach. Yeah, I did one on the Money Mindset stream on Patreon. So I went in-depth on YouTube, um, on YouTube and content creation. And I'm going to do it again because... People do want to get into it. So when I do it again, I'm going to invite people over, but I'm not going to do it for free. All right. All right. The Salty Mandalorian Kentucky Wildcats for the win. Go Big Blue in the building. Shout out to Go Big Blue. All right. I used to be a Kentucky Wildcat fan. KM Low, appreciate the Kaylee's, the Kaylee SB. And shout out to the coach gang. What is SB? I'm not sure. But uh, uh, take a look here, uh, numerical numerical wise, you you are going to deal with more Kayleys than anything in the in the country. So a lot of people only deal with a certain group, and they never venture off. And I'm like, man, you like missing eighty five percent, eighty percent, sixty sixty five seventy percent of the women. If you just say I only date this type of women, or I only date this type of women, all right, then I tell you, you probably don't know about women. I'm like, you you probably don't know about women if you've only dated one type of woman. But some of you guys can't, you know what I mean? I get it. Some of you guys can't go cross cultures um, because you're too trying to, I don't know what it is. People, some people can't cross over. But let's play Zoe on the way out and we'll be back this evening. Shout out to the coach gang. Enjoy Zoe and try to dodge Zoe. Don't go with her. And my husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to fucking game. No. He's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no fucking no, no, scrubs. No. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Clear as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever.